Welcome to Broad Ideas. Hi, guys. No? Nothing? Why are you not talking? Why are you being so weird? <laughs> this is super uncomfortable. I was trying to be like Rob. <laughs> I want to be like Rob. If I could be like Rob. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. I never get lyrics right. Um, today we have Jonica Booth joining us. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. She started out, she was on that reality show, Bad Girls Club. She was a chick magnet. She was the chick magnet. <laughs> so her new show, Rap Shit, came out. It's an original comedy series from Emmy nominee, Issa Rae. And she plays Chastity on it. And she's fucking phenomenal. I am so excited that she is here to chat with us today. I was so excited to meet her. So let's welcome Jonica Booth. Sometimes when the to finally be talking to you it's been like we've been trying to get it going for a while so we're really happy that you're here yes and taking the time today <laughs> thank you she's rachel i'm, I'm rachel olivia. <laughs> so you're that's rachel and you're who olivia you're olivia okay i'm like i knew rachel olivia yeah okay yes yeah. so olivia is, has been my best friend for like 30 years and does this with me so yeah. You don't you don't say that all all light like oh you've been my best friend like that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I've been my best friend for thirty years uh, like what? Yeah, I know. I guess yeah. I guess when you say that, it is pretty. It's a long time. That, that's <laughs> family sure. at this point. That's just yes. like people don't have people don't have friends for thirty years nowadays. So that's a big deal. That's do, true. Do you have real friends? Yeah. I have friends from third grade. <gasps> yes. See, there you go. Yes. From wow. third grade. And you don't live where you came from, right? No, I, I live in L.A. Yeah. I live yeah. in L.A. And some of my friends live in Arizona, like my third grade. I don't even, because you know, you you get older and you develop new friendships, right? But mm -hmm. like where people you talk to more and they seem like they're closer. But it's like, those are my friends. Like when family things happen, we, we connect like nothing ever happened, you know? Yeah, it is your family. That's family, yeah. It's a true testament to real friendship when you can like go forever and then just pick right back up, right? Pick up, pick up like you left off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. So you're, you're from St. Louis though, right? That's where yes. you're born and raised. Yes. Born and raised in St. Louis. Okay. And then did you come out to LA from there? No, I did uh, a few months in Chicago and, okay. then, and then I ended up living in Atlanta for two years. And then after Atlanta oh. is when I was like, okay, I like Atlanta was my my move. And then mm -hmm. after that, I was like, that's when I people laugh, but I say I was in Black Hollywood. But I'm like, nah, I'd rather just go be Black in Hollywood. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just gonna go to real Hollywood. So that's what I did. That's when I ended up coming out here. Yeah. So did you always know, like, did you want to be a comedian, an actress? Like, what was it like for you growing up? Man, Rachel. So growing up, I was just like. I just want, I kept telling my mom, I'm going to be famous, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be famous. <laughs> That's all I knew. I didn't know 
And she was just like, oh, yeah, you are, you know. And then I went on um, a reality show and decided that fame is not what I was really aiming for. I thought fame came with money and it, it doesn't. And I think they should share that with, I think they should share that with the youth. Like the kids need to know that yeah. fame does not come with money, guys. They're like, they need but the bumper sticker. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> yes. Let them know. It's not what you think up there. But uh so that was the thing that I dealt with. I was like, I'm gonna be famous, but I didn't know what I was gonna do. I played basketball as a kid and I honestly thought that was all that I was gonna do. I didn't think okay. I would be doing, you know. I, I was funny as a kid. I was, uh, I won, like, I'm bragging. I won class clown. Like, that's not, don't go win class clown, kids. I didn't want to do that. But I went and did, uh, <laughs> I was winning class clown and best athlete. So I thought something I would do would be in that. But acting, you know, where I come from, I don't have peers that do that. I didn't, I didn't think that was possible for someone um, from St. Louis, Missouri, to be honest. Wow. Well, but it's so interesting because, like, so you didn't have your sights on it or whatever. Obviously, you were funny and like entertaining, mm-hmm. I'm sure, all your friends and your talent was there, but you didn't you didn't really like know that's what you were going for. And you thought it was gonna be no. basketball. Did you go to college for basketball or or did it kind of end in high school or no? I went to college for NAIA. I played basketball. Um in college, I did I was the basketball, I took my team to districts. I was like leading, I had records and things, and um wow. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I thought it was going to be basketball, but yeah. It, so when did it change? I love that. Yeah. When did it change? Or like, did something happen that kind of, you know, directed you elsewhere? <laughs> what, what brought you to the reality show? <laughs> yeah. Okay, there the we go. reality. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, you know, what's crazy is no one, I never talked about this, but it, I'll say it. So when I was 17, I got in some trouble. And it it messed me up like mentally with basketball because mm. it was like a it would before this whole Black Lives Matter and this racial thing, I had a situation like that. You know, um, I was three three white cops set on top of me inside of a mall and I grew up, yeah, and it was a big deal because I weighed, you know, I was probably weighing like 120, you know, the, the three white cops slammed me. It was three white men and we were in, I grew up in a predominantly white area and it was during basketball season. And I grew up in this district. Like I went to elementary, kindergarten, all that. Even I went to daycare in the same district and the superintendent immediately kicked me off the basketball team. For, for what? what? For that, that incident, it had hit the news. My mom was like a known um, hairstyle. Like she owned a beauty salon and it was, and mind you, wearing a, predominantly white area so she was the known black stylist out there my family was known but that incident caused so much attention my parents was kind of going at it with each other because my dad was saying it was bigger than basketball and my mom was like you know she just want to play because I was crying and you know it was a big thing in the community like it be it was huge because a lot of the black cops got their hair cut in her shop no one could talk it was I would wake up and the news would be downstairs Like you can't, yeah, like no one knows this happened because what the agreement was, was for my record to be expunged. Yeah. And I'm sure if that would have happened now, it would have, in like in today's time with how people are so vocal and you have social media, I'm sure it would have been like the whole, you know, thing of Sue and all that, but. You'd be playing basketball. (laughs) Yeah, I would would be playing basketball. Yeah. (laughs) 
so eventually, you know, it was like major meetings and stuff. And when um, my mom, they finally agreed to let me go back and play, but no one knew that I was, you know, emotionally just checked out. I right. was, you know, I'm, I'm going to my, I'm going to practice and the newsrooms are there and I'm feeling like I'm drawing the wrong attention. Then I was playing the games and I was a starter. I was a captain. I wasn't scoring. I just wasn't playing like myself, but I was so like, you know, I was messed up. Like, oh damn. Like, you know, it was just the wrong attention and I wasn't used to that. So Wow. So it was trauma for sure, right? Like for sure. And that's a yeah. way different kind of fame than you were asking for. Yeah. That was my that was my first fame. I said, I don't want this fame. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Going through something like that so young, right? Like you were 17. And no one knew that that happened. And I don't, I can't recall if it was before or I think right before that, so this is all my senior year mm-hmm. when I got the D1 colleges on me and I'm, you know, I'm ready to play, boom. So this is all my senior year. And I think right before that, I had something called nephrotic syndrome. They don't know where it came from, but pretty much you swell up. Like I went from wearing a size four to like a size 13 in two days. Why? I was swollen. Yes. Like I was what swollen. What the heck? I've never heard I don't even that know before. what I'm telling you guys all this. Because that's what you're here for. Yeah, we want to know everything. <laughs> everything. That's why. What is that? Um, it's called nephrotic syndrome. And uh, I guess it was my salt intake. Okay. Huh? To this day, I monitor my salt. Like, if my mom or my dad FaceTime me, they'll be like, your eyes are getting puffy, you know. So oh, I have to wow. kind of lay off the salt. But it was my whole body. And mind you, at that age, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't, you know, sexually active. I wasn't. Um, you weren't pregnant. Yeah. I wasn't pregnant. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> pregnant. Like, you know, you know how little things you'll be like, well, maybe it could be this. But I was such a, I just want to play basketball. You know, I'm eating healthy. I wasn't like that. So. When that ended up happening, it was like, oh, damn. So so that just happened in my senior year. And then the police thing, you know, happened. Basketball, I wasn't putting up any numbers. And a lot of the colleges that I thought I was going to had dropped off. And I ended up having two offers. One was a D1 college, but their accreditation was, like, on the rocks. So mm-hmm. nothing, basically, if you went there, you're, you wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. And I wanted to go there. And then it was HBCU. And then... um. I ended up going NAIA. I played two years and then at a JUCO. And then I went to a four-year college called Missouri Valley. That's where I graduated from. Mm-hmm. But wow. after I, I got the degree because I'm like, oh, um, you know, my family, I'll be the first person in my family to graduate college. You know, I was excited for that. Yeah. And in and, and St. Louis, it's like, that's the big, that's like a big deal. Like, I'm going to be the first one. And um, after that, but in the midst of that, I wanted to go on uh, Real World. Oh, <laughs> as one does in college. Yeah. So that's how I was even in the system for reality TV. I didn't sign wow. up to go on the reality show that I went on. So did you actually, so you tried to get on Real World? Yes. And I was in the system because it's the same company. Yeah. Uni Mar- Mari or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I didn't get Real World, obviously, but... They sent the, um, they wanted me to audition for Bad Girls Club. It's funny. Another story. 
first time they want me to audition <laughs> for Bad we Girls Club. We want the story. Like, we love the story. A little bit like we love a good story, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so they wanted me to audition for Bad Girls Club, but I was in college. And at this time, I had also got an overseas offer to play basketball, but I kept saying, I cannot take a break from college because I will not come back. I'm that right. student. If I mm-hmm. stop, I'm not coming back. I can't take a break. And um, so I didn't do it. But my sister wanted to do Bad Girls Club. At the time, the auditions were like, if you get picked to go, you can bring a person. Okay. So I got picked. I, I, I brought a person. My mom probably doesn't know, but I drove. I snuck away from college, drove home to St. Louis so that my sister can go to the audition. Uh-huh. That was the person I brought. And I remember I had basketball practice. Like, I had to literally drive right back and act like I never left the, you know, the town. <laughs> and um, I took my sister. Now, you got all these girls dressed up to do this audition. And I'm sitting here in, some, in my basketball, you know, in my practice clothes, ready to get back to college. And I remember sitting at the table with all these girls who wanted to be on Bad Girls Club. And you have the producer, the casting director. And she asked, like, who do you guys think a bad bitch is? And, uh. All the girls answered. And at that time, everyone was naming Lady Gaga and Rihanna. I remember those two names. And I didn't want to be there. Keep in mind, I don't want to be here. I'm here for my sister to have this plus one. So when they get to me, they're like, well, who do you pick, Jonica? And I said, Oprah. So I said, Oprah. And they're like, they're like what? I said, yeah, Oprah, bad bitch. And, you know, everybody <laughs> named me Lady Gaga. Yeah, they yeah. like, she don't give us, you know. And I'm naming Oprah. And I'm like... And it's like, why? I said, at that time, I stayed, uh, it, was a, it was only a KFC in the town that I lived in, like three restaurants, KFC was one of them. Oprah had paid that if you go to the KFC anywhere in the world, you can get two free pieces of chicken and a biscuit. And I said, only a bad bitch can give free food to the world. <laughs> only like, yeah, like we love Lady Gaga. Rihanna, she speaks for herself. But at that time, Oprah was my bad bitch. I'm like, she just fed us. Oh, Every human. She's still my bad bitch. Yeah. She's my one. <laughs> She's your one. She's my one. <laughs> yeah, she is when you put it like that. <laughs> that is so good. And of course, that's why they're like, okay, we want you on the show. <laughs> Did your sister get to go on too? They picked me from that whole, but I didn't go. I didn't want to go. I-, I wanted to finish school. So I didn't go. Right, right. I was still in the system. So I graduated college. They send me another audition. And this time they say, basically, I can skip the beginning. They just want me to come straight to Chicago and um, do an interview. And my, my boy, my boy Fred, he was like, uh, you know, he my, he, my, he my boy. He was like, uh-uh, bitch, you going to do it? He ended up recording everything for me. I wasn't even, like, down to record. He recorded everything. We drove to, I remember we drove to Chicago. I did the interview. I came out. They ended up flying me to L.A. and they said I, I booked it. But I didn't. They was asking me about fights. I'm like, I didn't. I don't have, you know, I don't. They picked me because I had multiple relationships. That's what I think it was. Wait, what do you mean? Like I had like they was asking me about my love life and I was naming like three different girls I was talking to. And then they were like, oh, so you're out. And at that time I was like, well, no, my family don't know I talk to girls. So I think it just was interesting to them. Oh, like, they were when, like, oh, yeah, they was like, wait, what? They was like, so not only do you date women, you're dating three of them, and your family don't know, and you're dating a guy that they do know about. This is some good stuff. And I was like, <laughs> in, <my, laughs> in my mind, this was all normal. I'm like, yeah, like, what's the problem? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't see the issue. What's happening? And then they said I was a bad girl from that. I'm like, okay. 
I get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Now I'm like, wait, so what? So yeah, now I need to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, well, I kind of threw it on the side. <laughs> Are you still doing that? No, I was 25. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> People still write me on about things from Bag of the Cup, and I'm like, do y'all? I was 25. Like, you cut me some slack. I get, I grew <laughs> up too. Like, yeah, but no, I was young, but um, it was nothing wrong. I was single. Now I do believe in dating. People don't think you should date, and that's so weird to me. It's like if I'm dating you, I'm allowed to date other people. We're dating until you and I become exclusive, right? Or see, in my opinion. Yeah, that does make you a bad bitch, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, you've got, a, you've got, a, you've got a boundary for yourself. Where most people, mm. especially women, I feel like will bend themselves to what the other person wants. So if you date a girl and she's like, "No, I want to be in a monogamous relationship," a lot of times it's easier to bend to what other people want. But a woman that's like, "No." Mm-hmm. This is how I want it, and this is how I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. It makes you right, but that's, that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah, but that's what you're saying. Like you can date whoever until you're actually committed. You still feel that way. Yes, and I, I, I truly feel that way. And you know, and my whole thing was, don't ask me questions unless we're having sex. You know, if we're not sexually active, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe in audits. Like, in relationships, I believe in having an audit. Like, even with your friends, like, where are we, you know, like, if you're dating and we decide this is getting serious, let's talk about it so that everybody's boundaries can be respected. Mm-hmm. But if you, if your feelings are advancing without communicating that with me, then I'm going to think what we're doing and what we've been doing is okay. Right. That's the difference between agreements and expectations. Mm, I like that. Right? Like in all areas, I've found that that's like one of the the anchors I always go back to. Like, is it an agreement or is it an expectation? And if it's an expectation, let's change it into an agreement if that's what I want instead of mm. expecting someone to be on board. Yeah. Or give, or I, I say, I always say, um, give me a choice and I'll give you a choice. Yeah. You know, we we failed to do that, but that's literally the most mature thing. You know, especially in dating, it's like, just give people choices. If, you, if you're if you into something, you know, give a choice. Let them choose if they want to be involved in this with you or if they don't. And, right. you know, we're, we're human. You're, you people are going to end up hurt. But let's just try our best to communicate, you know, the best we can to make sure everyone is happy in whatever this situation is. Mm-hmm. Right? It's hard. Communicating is hard. <laughs> <laughs> is it hard for you or are you good at it? I know it's easy. That's why I'm like, Rachel, you think it's hard? Yeah. Why? I think because I get scared. I'm not a confrontational person. I've learned this about myself, though. I have a kid, right? (laughs) So with my daughter, no problem. Anyone fucks with my kid, I can be confrontational. But when it comes to myself, I can't do it. I get so scared. I don't know if that's like a product of, you know, experiences I've had growing Mm. up or if it's just you know, my people pleaser mentality or what it is, but I wish I had more mm. of that in me where I, I can just communicate exactly what I want and be pretty articulate about it. And I just I really struggle. <laughs> yeah, but not all confrontations have to be like bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why true. I'm like, it doesn't have to be like a, a bad thing. But I've been said that I was a people pleaser. So, you know, I, maybe it's with, with certain things. I'm a Pisces. 
So I'm a lover. I'm sensitive. <laughs> yeah, you know. You're a romantic poet. <laughs> I'm a romantic poet. I am. Uh-huh. But, but, but maybe, maybe in certain situations, I can be like, you know, I know when, I don't mind addressing the elephant in the room. Right. Now that I will do because I hate being uncomfortable and I don't sweep things under the rug. I'm not good at that. We can't act like this didn't happen. Right. Do you have like an example of where you did that? That would sound like kind of crazy to someone like, oh, I could never do that. Cause you seem so brave to me. And I'm just, like admiring everything you're saying. Like, do you have any pointers? <laughs> <laughs> like right off the back, I can't think of yeah, like something yeah. specific, but I do know that I learned from the younger me. Mm-hmm. You know, I did things wrong sometimes. And growing up, I used to think, well, in my late 20s, I used to think that as long as you're being honest, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Right. You know, people still have feelings, you know? So I had to, yeah, like, just because you're being honest, just because you say, hey, I'm doing this and doing that, that doesn't mean that it's true. And it doesn't mean that this person has to accept it. Mm -hmm. So that was a turning point. That's something that I had to to learn. And now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like, you know, um, Jonica, just be delicate with people, you know, understand Mm -hmm. feelings. And And I'm more of a black and white person and a logical, like, well, you said this and you did, you know, versus... Mm -hmm. How do you, how does this person feel? Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to step over into understanding how I'm making someone feel because the asshole in me went from, I'm not responsible for how you feel, but it's like, mm, are you, are you, are we responsible for how people feel? That's a tricky one. That's tricky. It is tricky. I think we're responsible for what we put out, right? And, and, <clears throat> and what's behind it, how it lands on someone we can't control, right? So everyone's going to have a different reaction based on their filter. And if you try to mm-hmm. control how to manipulate everyone's feelings, you're going to be exhausted. Right. But if you get, I think that the most important person to be honest with is yourself, right? And so if you're honest with yourself, that you're in alignment and your intentions are good, then you can't control how it lands. But what I want to, mm. you know, you're talking about being honest. It just made me think of like, when people are honest, but just for selfish reasons, like I'm going to say this thing just to relieve my own guilt or whatever guilt, it is, guilt. like I'm being honest, but it's really just going to hurt the other person. And it's just like a selfish thing, you know? Cause like, I feel like that comes about a lot. And I hear people, I'm like, why would you tell this person, you know, whatever it is to relieve yourself of it. So I think, you know, it's interesting how- Is that a form- of manipulation or is that a form of gaslighting of some sort? Because I'm just now learning about this gaslighting stuff. It's like, the most popular for, term, right? Like, yeah, for some reason, this stuff, just came, <laughs> this stuff just came out of nowhere. And I'm like, I want to be able to identify it, you know, right. more. But is that an example of that? Like someone that... Do you say it's an example of gaslighting? In a way, because it's trying to manipulate how the person feels right. for feels. selfish gains, right? But I think that in... AA, for example, in the book, you do this thing called amends, right? Where you have to go and make mm-hmm. amends. And it specifically says, except when to do so would cause harm to others. So it's like you make amends, you take responsibility for your actions, unless it's going to harm someone. Mm-hmm. So say, so it's exactly what you're talking about of like, I'm going to be honest, right? But it's going to hurt you and harm you. But I'm gonna feel. But I'm gonna feel. So when it's her selfish gain, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm. So it is. It is. I mean, it is manipulation. 
It is, but it's like, so now I'm wondering. Because <laughs> now, now I'm wondering, I'm learning this. So now I'm wondering, so does that mean we're not being honest with our own feelings to protect them? Why is it considered a selfish gain if that's for you? I don't know. This whole manipulation thing is tricky, to say the least. But the, the way you decide, I know what you're asking. Yeah. It's, it's when you check your motives, right? Like, am I being, intentions? Exactly. Am I being honest because this is for the greater good of all concern? Or am I being honest to relieve myself of something? Or am I being honest to be of service, right? So you can look at your motives and get clear with yourself and know like, mm, I'm just saying this so I feel good. Mm-hmm. Versus I'm saying this because this is in alignment with my values, with my morals and what's right. And however they take it, they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. But it's not to harm them. It's not to, okay. And see, I one of the things when you ask me for an example of something, one of the things that I did wrong that mm-hmm. I had to learn was um, I ended a relationship with someone and I told them they did something wrong, but I already have felt that's not what I wanted. And instead of being honest, I made them feel like what they did wrong is the reason this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't now think about this. I did this back in my 20s. I didn't think that that was an issue until probably about two years ago, I met a girl and she was telling me about her breakup. And she said in exact words, she said, my thing is he made me feel like I was doing things wrong, but all along he was dating another girl. Right. And she was like, and I, and I, and I said, well, 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 you did something wrong too. And she said, but here it is. I'm trying to fix me thinking mm-hmm. it's all me, all me. But if had he just been honest with, the, with his true reasons, yeah, I could have fixed me, but I could have fixed me over there. And I'm like, oh, it just seemed like we, we are so responsible for other people. But moving forward, I, I, I won't do that again because I'm like, maybe, I, maybe that is me not being, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't really know how to take that because I've done that before. Like, yeah. Well, it was you not being honest with yourself and having the courage to back yourself up on it, knowing that it was the right choice. Like if you would have spoke your truth and been like, this relationship doesn't fit for me, period. Simple as that. Period. Right. right. I've done that. I've gotten out of relationships, just waited for an excuse or a reason for the other person to do something to get out of it. So I didn't have to just be upfront. Like I can't do this mm-hmm. anymore or I'm not in love with you anymore or whatever it is. Like I could never do that. And so I've done that multiple times in my life. Oh, right. You were the coward. I know. See, now we're yeah. I know. If you were the coward. <laughs> I think we all humans are. We all have yeah. done that. Anyone who hides it's the easier, that is full it's the of easier shit. thing, right? Instead of just being <laughs> gotta be full of shit. Yeah, right, exactly. But it is the easier thing. It's obviously always gonna be harder to be honest in those situations. I used to start fights with people to get out of relationships. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get them real mad. <laughs> <laughs> get them upset and make it and then be like, and you caused this, knowing that you walked in like I'm starting a good one today. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so childish, and I'm so embarrassed for us three. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole hey, us, guys. We're progress, healing. not perfection. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's progress, not perfection. Is exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you said your friend who was in the relationship and the guy was trying to make 
it sound like all these things were wrong with her, but he was just dating other women. That's gaslighting, right? That's gaslighting. That's, gaslighting. that's a good, that's yeah. the example of gaslighting. That's definitely gaslighting. <laughs> no, that's gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, plus, plus abuse. I'm sure. Yeah, right? Because that's yeah. putting someone down just because maybe you feel shit about yourself. Yeah, and it's also psychologically damaging when someone thinks that their whole existence in the relationship is wrong when it wasn't even true. That's definitely gaslighting. They are. You got I look, we're learning this is a session. I should write this down. Gaslighting. <laughs> did, did you guys want to teach me about narcissistic narcissistic people later or something? Oh, yeah, like, sure what gonna yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> We're They're the only ones you can't treat, you know. Yeah, narcissism. narcissism is not treatable. Yeah, we have not learned. at all. So no. if you see it, run. <laughs> run. Run. But it's hard because it's hard to see it. FYI, my undergrad is in psychology. Oh, oh, amazing. Okay. And my minor is in sociology. So I found uh, uh, I was drawn to studying people and the way and the way we think. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like I was cheating in relationships because I was always studying the way my partner thought at, at a very young age. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't have the the long relationships of like the toxic shit. Like I didn't I didn't get to do that at the young age because I'll be like, oh. That flag is not dark pink. That flag's red. (laughs) I see that flag. This isn't right, you know. Uh But um, I kind of forced myself to go through a toxic situation a few years ago, probably about four years ago, with someone because I kept saying, Jonica, don't bail because Mm -hmm. you see something wrong. Try to relationships you go through. You got to stick through that shit. And after doing that, I think I'm back to, I think I like who I am, meaning, you know, I don't have to accept those things. And I've seen the red flags. I've seen the, the narcissistic behavior. It was with the woman, but her former relationship was her, her, her baby dad. It was a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And I think she dealt with it for so long that she became that. Oof. Oh, wow. Like inherited narcissism. Oof. Be- because she was trying to fight him. But what I brought to the situation for her was that you can't win. You have to leave. You can't win. You can't win. You can't win because, because unless he recognizes who he is and mm-hmm. go and decide to get some help, which is rare. They're not, he's not going to see himself. He can't see the reflection. So I'm like, you can't win. But she, so she decided to leave and, well, and start healing. But it's a slow, it's a slow healing process. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was catching some of the things that he would do to her, I was catching. I'm like, whoa, it's not right. Hold on. Wow. Like, you know what he... But she couldn't... I had to realize I can't win. Here's something that I would be curious about is, was he a narcissist or was that her projection the whole time? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> and honestly, I, that, that's... But honestly, with where things are now, I wonder, I'm like, was he the... He well, he did things that was so blatant, like textbook. Like he would call literally eighty times within a forty-five minutes. It'll say like mm-hmm. eighty missed calls. You get what I'm saying? Or yeah. he was doing so you the saw abuse. It like yeah, I saw that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I saw the 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 verbal abuse. I saw the put down, just the lift up. The you don't have anybody but me. You know, I've oh, seen yeah. those. That's classic. I seen yeah, yeah, like the class. The he's the, the rich guy and. 
you can't do that life without me. And then you're a bum, but yet I love you. Marry me. I want you back. Let's be a family. You know, I seen all that, but I seen her have it. But what I don't know and what I would never know is, did they meet each other like this? Right. Did she adapt that from him? You know, because why were you able to stick with this for so long? Uh You know, it was just, it's a lot of things that was, that was raising red flags where I was trying, but this was like fortunate for her, but unfortunately for me is that this was the moment that I told myself, you're going to try to stick in a relationship. I said, the first, the one time I try to do it, I, this is what I was met with. And it was like, is this my karma? Like, yes, uh-huh. the, <laughs> the one time, the one time. And I was trying, I was trying, but I realized just like, you can't beat him. I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to beat you, mm-hmm. you know, but I want you to get help, you know, right. but you have to see that you need help. And um, if I stick around, I'll feel like it's my job. So I have to leave because this is not my job. Mm-mm. This you has can't. nothing to do with me. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing my self-heal and I'm choosing to work on me. That's, and to, to heal, that has to be a self, a choice. You know, we all say yeah. it. Right. Nowadays, that's just so popular to say I'm healing, but mm-hmm. are you? Are you? Yeah. Are you How really? do you heal? What is your, what is your way What's of healing? Your my, my go-to is being still. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to find stillness. I think for everyone right now, life is just so busy and it's moving so fast. So for me, one of my healing, I have to sit there and be still. I try to get into like the books and the chakras. Like, that's not my thing. I'm really, I don't, th- I tried to meditate and my friend said, she told me that you can go to sleep. So I was sleepy, so I went to sleep as soon as we started. I didn't know that. <laughs> You're like, these naps that really work. Yeah, I was like, this is a good meditation. So that's meditate. Oh, I can meditate. And she was like, no, you're supposed to like. And I'm like, I, you know, so those things don't work for me. I have to just right. be honest with myself. I'm going to try it again, but that's not. But for me, it's to be still, meaning no phone, just, mm-hmm. no, just be with myself, no social media, because I'll go down. I'll start on Instagram and start at my page. Next thing you know, I'll be at your great aunt, cousin, niece page. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, how did I get, Rach, I know your aunt. Like, I, like how did I get here? <laughs> I'll start sending you kid pictures of yourself. You'll be like, what? So I said, I'll send you pictures of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be like, how did you get this? Now, how did you not? Cute dress. Like, I, I have to watch myself. I know me. So yeah, I'm like, forget oh, that. God. Put your phone so down. Good. You're so and take lovable. A oh yeah. Thank so you. You are. You're oh, just so goodness. lovable. Do you have like a higher power? Do you believe in anything? Like, do you connect with anything, or is it just inward? No, I talk to God. Mm-hmm. I talk to God. And what's crazy? I have a new friend, and she told me she was atheist, and I kind of stopped and looked and was like, "The fuck? How this gonna work? How we gonna be communicate? You know?" <laughs> but I had to realize, you know. uh, Communicate with who you want to communicate. You know, believe in what you want to believe. That's your life. But I still freely and openly speak to, to everyone that's around me. You're going to hear about God. Because mm-hmm. that's who I talk to. And, and my brother, as you on my chest, he passed. And um, yeah. so I spent time being mad at God. And no one knows mm-hmm. what it's like to be mad at someone, you something, the entity you believe in. And the, the mm-hmm. higher, I believe in a higher power. You know, I'm not 
I can't say I pick a religion because there's so many things that I question now, but mm-hmm. I don't question God. You know, I don't question that. But I argue yeah. with God. Like, we argue like he's sitting right here. I'm like, why would you take my brother? Like, yeah. so many other bad brothers out there you can take. You take this one. So it's like, you uh-huh. know, I have questions. So yeah. I do too. Do you talk about it openly, your brother and what you went through and what happened? Yes. You do? Yes. Um, how old was he? He was 29. Um, Do you know it was three days before we started filming Rap Shoot? What? Three days. I don't know how you did it. How did you do it? How did you show up on set? I I can't even. I I couldn't tell you. And it was literally three. And and it was so sudden. We had just talked Wednesday and he died uh, Friday morning. But like, you know, Thursday night, like that 2 a.m. period, something like that. He died around that time. And um, from asthma. It was an asthma attack. So. He died from an asthma attack? Which is the most frightening thing in the world. Because it's so abrupt, you know? You know, people die. We know people are going to die, but, like, asthma? Like, you know, <laughs> he's been dealing with his whole 29 years. He's been fine. But now that I'm in a clear space, I think about little things such as, like, we airdrop videos. And if a video is going in the air, there's no telling what else is in the air that we can't see. So his asthma probably, it was worse because in July he had a, had an asthma attack. And he had to pull over on the highway, call 911. And they said had he not called, he wouldn't have made it. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And then August the 6th, he passed. And it was just like, and he, the girl that he was with, she said that he said in exact words, hey, call 911, I'm about to die. Oh, my God. He, yeah. Buddy. That was like the last thing he said. What was his name? So, his name was Kendall, but we call him Chubb. Chubb, like Chubb right there. Um, yeah. Call him Chubb. It was that, crazy. It's tremendous. That's one of those things where you're like, that doesn't happen. No. That doesn't happen. You know, and I personally, it freaks me out too because I have a son with really bad asthma. We spent some time in the hospital mm. recently with his asthma. And it sounds so common, like, oh, everybody has asthma. But when you're touched by it in a way where you realize it's not casual, it is not casual. It's not. But we think it's so like, you know, oh, we got to ask. It was, you know, that was the last thing I thought that I would hear when answering that phone call. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't expect to hear that. I didn't even cry right away. I think I just. You were in shock. I thought I was dreaming, to be honest. I remember just looking around and I hung up when I first heard the phone call and I, I thought I, I was asleep. So I woke up like, nah, that's not what they just said. Like, my dad called me screaming. I'm like, nah. And he, like, I literally was sleeping. I said, hello. And he was screaming. Ah, and I, my dad is a man's man. I've never heard him scream. Like not yell. He was screaming. He was like, chub, chub. And he didn't even brace me. I should tell him that actually. He was just like, <laughs> like, he didn't even say, Hey, I need to talk to you, but he probably could. That was his son. He just yeah. screamed. Chubb dead. And I said, Chubb, what? No. And I hung up. To this day, I literally, like two days ago, went and read my text messages with Chubb. Um, my last message to him was like, hey, I, there's something not right. Like, pick up the phone. Because I'm thinking, you know, like, <laughs> Chubb's not dead. You guys are overreacting. And surely enough, and that day, I got up. I remember standing up. I stood up. I looked out the window. I was in Miami. I looked out the window. And I was like, Okay, Chubb's dead. And I had to say it out mm-hmm. loud. And I called a few people, but no one's... It's late. No, my mom's not answering. My ex wasn't answering. I called 
I ended up calling a friend who we, we haven't spoken in months at that time. And she answered. She was asleep. She was like, hello. I said, you remember my brother Chubb? She was like, yeah. I said, he died. And I just needed to say it. Like, yeah. I just wanted to get it out. And after I said it, I still didn't, I didn't cry. I called my sister, woke her up. She answered and she just, she took it hard. And she was just, how, how are you? I said, I think I'm okay. Like, I don't know. I couldn't tell you in that moment. I was fine until I went on set. I was with my two castmates. They play uh, Shauna and Mia. Mm-hmm. And um, I was in the backseat. We had to go to an HBO brunch that Sunday. So I have shit to do. I, you know, I have, I have shit to do. And we have to, we, they were like, let's go get clothes for the brunch. But in that moment, I decided I didn't want to tell anybody at work because I didn't want them to think I wasn't capable of doing my job. I didn't know if I was capable of doing my job. Yeah. And I was just sitting here and um, in the back seat, but I had my ear pods on and I'm talking to my family and I just hear everyone screaming, but I'm in the back seat with my castmates on my way to go shopping and tears just fell from my eyes. And I, I'm thinking this is the worst time possible. <sighs> and um, I decided I didn't want to tell anybody at work. I told my manager, just book me travel. Cause I only had to work one day that week. And then we were off for two weeks. So in those two weeks, we went, we buried him. We had to wait for his body to fly from Houston to St. Louis. And um, what's funny is I go to set on Tuesday and it was a girl on set. Her name's Brooklyn. I said, I, I don't know her, you know, we just happened to be talking and I had a necklace on and it was, and I knew, but what I knew about Brooklyn is that her sister had passed. Mm-hmm. I knew that about her. Her sister, she was very close to her sister. I knew her sister passed a few, a few months prior and a um, few months prior, not even a year. So she asked me about a necklace and she said her sister had this, that necklace. And I was like, oh, that's what's up. How many siblings you have? She said, you know, that was my sister that passed. And then I have another sister. I said, okay. She asked me how many siblings do I have? And I, I, I wasn't ready for that question, no. especially mm-hmm. at work. Mm-hmm. I remember saying five, five brother, uh, uh, four, six, five, and I was stuttering. And then I, I said it, and then I reached down. I said, look, I don't want you to think I'm slow or something. I was like, my brother just died Friday. And I don't know if I should count him in or not. And she, I, I think I she probably, yeah, I think she probably took that. And I just remember saying, I got to go. And I left. And that night, um, much love to her. That night, she just called. She, she was like, text me. It was like, mind you, we didn't know each other. We met. And she was like, can I, can I just come sit with you? And I didn't even know I needed somebody to sit with me. Like, I didn't know. Like, I was just, I didn't know what to do. It was the last thing I expected. And of something that he's been dealing with for 29 years that I'm like, asthma? Like, that's when I think I became angry with God. That was the moment. Because I'm like, asthma like we were just talking about his 30th birthday coming up and you take him for asthma like it everyone has asthma like should we all be scared now like so yeah that was that was very tough I mean it still is you know I have to I just so how long ago is that now so this August the 6th made it a year so I went and sat and uh in Cabo, I went and got a went and got a room at a resort. I wanted to go by myself, but my sister was like, "No, I'm coming." She came with me, and we just sat. Just I just needed to, like I said, be still, be away, mm-hmm. disconnect. I have to disconnect so that I can reconnect, and yeah. I have to disconnect. And um, I just want to cry in peace. Sometimes I cry, and I I, I love take like I probably cry. I probably cry every day. 
Mm-hmm. That's something no one knows. I probably cry every, especially when I take a shower because I can hide it with the water. Mm-hmm. And I just... <laughs> We've talked about good shower cries. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're really? making us both cry right now. It's... Man, I'm I'm trying to I'm looking away to stop him and come up and come back <laughs> running. And when I look away, it's a pillow of his it's a face his face on a pillow right here. So I'm oh, like, look man. up, Jonathan, don't look at the pillow. Oh. But um, but yeah, good shower cry. That's what I do. How many siblings do you like have? Had all my mom, my mom, yeah, my mom have me and my sister, uh-huh. and um, my dad have five kids. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, five wow. boys. They're, they're all they're all boys. I'm the only girl, and I'm the oldest. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So, but your brother was on that side or your mom's side? On your dad's side. My brother was on my dad's side. So my so my dad have uh. One, two, three, four. Yeah, my dad has had six, including Chubb. Mm-hmm. But Chubb, now that he's gone, we just say five. Has it been hard for you? I know when I've had loss and telling different people about it, a lot of the time it was harder for me to tell people because of what it would do to them versus... I don't talk about it. Yeah. Because, like, I didn't want to... That's why I was like, fuck, don't talk about it. Because um, <laughs> I don't like... You know, I don't... Yeah. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer. I don't want to bring the dark cloud, you know? And that's what I feel like I'm doing. And I'm torn. Sometimes I feel like, yay. And sometimes I just, like, the worst question I get is, how was it filming rap shit? And I'd be like, it was, it was, in, it was interesting. But for because for me, it wasn't a good experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you're great, yeah. And it wasn't that the people wasn't nice and the set... I don't remember, like, when I watched, the first time I watched the show, I was so mad. I was like, why would you go to work and your brother was dead? Like, that was dumb. That, like, I was angry at myself. And um, I don't talk about it because it's like, I don't know. I, it's those, my, inter- my interviews are harder than what it, might, it may appear to be. But that's mm-hmm. because I have to think about, you're asking me about the worst time of my life. Right. Yeah. And I have to find happy moments to describe the worst time of my life. I'm living a dream and a, and a nightmare at the same time. But so why can't you be who you are with us? You know, like, why is it that we yeah. have to put things in a bow and be like, oh, it's fucking great. Like, you doing that opened up our hearts today and we have this connection now, right? And mm-hmm. you're gifting the people that you're sharing this. There's nothing Debbie Downer about it. Like, mm-hmm. it may make us cry, but like, that's just judging the crying's back. Mm-hmm. And I felt connect. I felt like with you guys, I feel like connected. I felt like we were just, you guys make this so comfortable, you know, just the way you're sitting and talking and it's a conversation. So I'm like, oh, we're yeah, talking, right. you know, whereas with inter- sometimes it seems so, you know, yeah. professional. It's like you do want to just make it a, or the, or the way they're asking a the question, like, I bet it was awesome feeling rap, uh, right. feeling rap shit, your first big role. How was it? And I'm like, oh, it was. <laughs> and I don't lie. So <laughs> if you could see her face. Yeah, I'd be like, it was, and I'm trying to think, Jonica, think of, you know, open your vernacular, think of some words <laughs> that can get out everything that make this make sense. And I'm like, it was an experience. Yes, right. You know, that's, that's the, the word. <laughs> My son swam in the ocean yesterday and his grandpa came out and said, are you having a good time? And he looked at him and he goes, this is profound. <laughs> what? Yeah. But like, yeah. How, how old he's is he? Six. He's almost seven. But like, <laughs> it's kind of that, right? 
Like, how was it? It was profound. It was poignant. It was everything good. No, 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 Olivia. <laughs> no, no, no. The fact that your six-year-old said it was profound, that's, that's not normal. That's, that kid is special. Yeah. That, that kid's going places. Yeah, he sure is. You should see him, too. No six-year-olds run around here saying, that's profound. Said no six-year-old. In the ocean, too. They're like, cool, Grandpa. <laughs> you know, right in the ocean. You know, <laughs> They're like, it was great, Grandpa. You know, <laughs> his vernacular is up there. He's like, it's profound. <laughs> like, what? But yeah, I'm sure there's a word for you that that's honest. And this, right now, it's experience. Exactly. That's all I can say without... Now, if people ask, I love when I'm asked because I'm like, oh, you care or you want to talk about it, you know, and it it allows me to release on, yeah. a, um, you know, to the, oh, because everyone deals with death. And I, I love sharing how I'm dealing, I can't say don't, I'm yeah. dealing with this. Um, I keep saying I need to start like a grief group because all of a sudden everyone around me, are, they're losing people. Yeah. Like my friend lost her dad and, you know, it's like, it's hard talking to people who lost someone before me and watch and I'm looking at them still hurt because I'm thinking, oh, I'm doomed. Like this isn't going away no time soon. Like, I mean, Olivia, I don't know if you want to share or not, but Olivia had an experience similar at a really young age. So you obviously have a lot of experience with grief. And mm-hmm. Oh, I lost my dad at 15 unexpected. Um, mm. I mean, yeah. sorry to hear that. But but still, 15 years old, and people, my mom, my husband's mom passed away a few months ago, and it's like this pain, and I was like, hate to break it to you, baby, it ain't going anywhere. It, it, mm-hmm. it is something Not that going. you will carry with you for the rest of your life. Do you still feel like when you discuss it or when you think about it, you still think like the 15-year-old you, like all of a sudden that? Does that version of you come out? Like, do you still see it vividly? So not that, not as much that version, but the version that's mourning my dad now, right? So like, like, not experiencing. like being at the beach and Elliot, my son, playing in the water with his other grandpa, all just get this like rush, right? Of emotion of like, oh my, like it takes your breath away. Mm-hmm. But then I, I have a relationship I feel with him still where I'll then turn inside or pray or, you know, um, make some sort of connection with him to kind of bring him into the experience. Because I believe the souls, I don't know what the hell they do, but I believe my dad's soul's been with me the whole time. Nah, that's so emotional. (laughs) That is. Because that makes me feel like, you know, I've been told, uh, I have friends who deal with this, uh, one of my friends, Brooklyn, and she tells me, like, you got to start talking to him. And I'm like, I don't see how to do that, you know? Like, I'm still mad, you know? And I have no one to be mad at, you know? And even if you have someone to be mad at, like your case, it doesn't make it... Doesn't do shit. It doesn't do shit. You're just mad. Mad and hurt now, you know? Why, Why add two different emotions to me? And I'm already dealing with one every, you know, every time I think about something, like, so that's the thing. When I that's the problem because I think about all these great things I'm doing that we talked about. Exactly. And so every event, you know, it'll make me be like, well, exactly. You know, I won't be here for this. So, and now you're raising. Yeah. You're always gonna feel like that. I mean, like when I got married and when this and when that, like it stays with you, and you're still forever gonna want to share it with that person. And so for me, mm-hmm. it's easier. To share with them 
and to to just mm. buy into it that he's there because mm. he's either there or he's not there, right? You have one or two choices. Which one's going to feel better to your soul? For you, because you got to live regardless. Mm. When did you start? Like at what age did you start feeling like? Like he was with me? Like better? Like where you, <laughs> yeah. I remember like being at his funeral and not wanting to go out because I didn't want people, because anytime someone would look at my face, it would make them emotional and Mm, just like like them. And so I remember removing myself and being like, I don't want my face upsetting people. Like, so I went and laid Mm. in my aunt's bedroom and I was crying so much. The, The tears felt like blood. It was like warm and I got this like calm feeling that pressed over me that just no words, no nothing. It just felt like everything's going to be okay. But it felt like I could feel it, you know, and like, like the weight mm. of that. And from that moment on, I just felt like he was with me. Obviously, I was angry, very angry. And we had to face yeah. the people that killed him. And so, <laughs> you know, I... I think that I realized that I think from a young age, I knew each soul had its own curriculum Mm. and that was my dad's and this was mine and that was Chubb's and this is yours. And it's like, we as humans feel the pain of that so deeply, but us as souls, Mm -hmm. I think that there's a place where it's like, okay, that was his curriculum for whatever reason. That was it. It was written. It was, there's no warning. And you're right. When you put it like that's his curriculum, like we, in the flesh, we care more. But it's like, like you said, it's, that's, that's what was written. My, my grandpa passed on um, the, the day of the premiere. Oh, my the God. The day of the premiere. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Fuck. I, look, I said, <laughs> I said, next big event, I'm probably going to rent a house. And everybody's going to come <laughs> sit in this house until it's time. I'm like, don't none of you motherfuckers move. We sitting in this house alive. <laughs> don't know one walk oh down God. the steps. We're gonna lay down. Jonica's got a premiere. We're all here. Put your seatbelts on. <laughs> Put your seatbelt on. I'm everybody right sitting on the couch with a seatbelt. We're gonna all we're gonna all be here like a bubble. Like no, nobody moving nowhere. They're gonna be like, I want some wine. No, bitch, you're drinking water. <laughs> we're drinking water in this house until everybody wakes up alive. So. But uh. Oh. I tell people, you know, it was very sad about my grandpa dying. However, he was 79. Like, we knew he was going to, and he was on hospice. Right. Like, I've been saying goodbye to him for, like, he been on hospice. But he, <laughs> he, like, tricked the system. <laughs> he, like, on final death. He skipped death. Like, he was on final destination. I remember back in my broke days, I flew home to say goodbye. I was, like, more mad that he was still here. I'm like, he's still here? I'm like, nigga, I just paid $500 for a flight and he's still here? Like, he lasted like three years after that. So this time when they say he was on hospital, I said, I ain't going. And next thing you know, he left. I'm like, ain't this shit. Like, I I got the worst luck when it or comes to this. Luck. But He um, probably wouldn't have gone if you were there. He's like, you know, like, he's not here. I can go peacefully. He's still here. <laughs> like, Do you think that God does, like, I always say this, and I really think it, God doesn't give with two hands, right? It's like something's given mm-hmm. and something's being withheld. I keep hearing that. They're like, when people, when my, I'm on the rise, like, I'm literally, I tell you, I'm yeah. living my dream. Everything I ask for is happening. Everything I manifest is happening. I just didn't know if, that it was going to cost this. 
You know, if I knew my success would cost Chubb's life, I would have been fine not being successful. But that's, see, when you look at it that way, though, then you're putting out, you know, like, oh, because I have this, this happened, right? But that's not Mm -hmm. how we have, we have to change the, the perspective and the narrative on it. Then why does it feel like that? Because right. it feels, it feels like so that. unfair, right? Like you look like this had to happen because this happened and it's too good to be true, like that thing, right? But it's mm-hmm. but it's not. And that's our job to change the narrative in our heads. It's like, no, no, no. What did you tell me? You told me something recently about the negative putting out it's doesn't gonna it's not gonna have a negative reaction. They, they, there's no um when we feel like, oh, this is so good, something bad is going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, how we think you can't manifest through negativity. Right. That's what. To, in order to manifest, it has to be mm. in alignment with your highest good, right? So when I say God doesn't give with two hands, I mean it's a trade, right? But you didn't trade that for your success. His life did mm. not go because you succeeded. His life was like, like we mm. said, right? If we buy into this Written. was his curriculum. This is what he signed up from before even getting here. And his gift is going to be mm. your lessons you learn through it. Mm. Take it as a gift. And that, it's hard to see, uh, right? Or Yeah. yeah, Right no. in the moment. Yeah. It's cloudy. I can't. But it has to be or it's not a gift. If, you, if, you, mm-hmm. if it was easy, it would do nothing to grow and expand and change you as a human. And it wouldn't change your impact on the world. But because of the struggle mm. that's coming with it, because of you having to go into depths of yourself you never saw coming. That makes sense. When you put it, you put it like that. Yeah. It's, she has to tell me all the time. Like, I've gone through some trauma in my life or whatever. And she'll be like, no, but this happened. Because, like, now look what you're doing now. Whatever it is. You know, there's obviously many examples. Mm. but And it's not easy when you're going through it and you're in it. There's no way you're going to be like, this is a gift. Like losing my brother is a gift. You know, it, it doesn't, it can't look yeah. that way in the moment. You have to have, feel the feelings and go through it and grief. Like they say, there's all the stages, you know, and when you finally get mm-hmm. to acceptance, acceptance is the hardest thing in the world, no matter what area you're, you know, trying to, to accept. And once you get there, it's like a calmness and clarity that can come with it, but it's the hardest fucking thing. Like, yeah, I'm so yeah. far from yeah. acceptance. No, you're right you're you're and you're, I, you're way you're you know, way out like, from acceptance. And I didn't get to grieve until yeah, January. You were working. I had to go to work. Yeah, so January, I don't think I did. It, it, I had friends telling me stop being hard on myself because I was like, yo, I should be doing something. I should be. I think I didn't do anything from January to like April. I think I just sat on this couch and was just watching TV mm-hmm. or eating. I didn't even realize in the moment I was grieving. I thought I was depressed. Who knows? I could have been both. I don't know. Could have been both. Yeah. 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 Hand in hand. I'm like, I, I could have been. But I, I, but I was like, how? You just filmed a show. Like, you should be happy. Mm-hmm. You should be happy. And then I'm like, you know what? I finally just said, start working mm-hmm. out. You know, just ease mm-hmm. into things. And, and that's what I started doing. But I tried to tell myself, now that you're about to be back in front of people, you know, the premiere of the show is out, actually coming out, things of that nature, you have to accept the death. So I tried to mm-hmm. expedite that. Yeah, that was yeah. a little awakening. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't go as planned. I, I remember one moment I'm thinking, oh, I accepted it. And I think I had the hardest random cry. And that was like, yeah, bitch, you didn't accept shit. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, 
You ain't got to pause me, put me on breaks like that. But yes, that happened. So um, I just finally said, I, I don't have to accept it right now. I don't mm-hmm. have to do anything. I, right now, I just have to, to, mm-hmm. to exist. Um, I did an interview with one of my castmates and the, the, uh, the uh, person interviewing us, he asked everybody, like, what are we doing with our life? And each, I said something, uh, Chameleon said something, and Aida said, I'm just, mm-hmm. I just want to be. I don't want to do it. Like, I just, right now, I'm just being. And I said, yo, that's so dope. Because she said what I feel, but we always feel like we have to say what we're doing or what's coming next. And honestly, for me right now, what's coming next is to just be. I just want to go with the flow and, you know, and allow myself to just be available for what God puts in front of me. Just be clear. I just want to be keep my, mm-hmm. my path clear. That's all there is. I mean, what's better than that? That's what we're all looking for, right? And I think it's such a powerful message that you have that, like, you got the show. It doesn't bring you happiness. Like, yeah, it may be cool to do, maybe an experience, but it's, you know, I think so many times people think, when I get here, I'll be happy, or when I accomplish this, I'll be happy, or when I get the guy or the girl or the house. None of it makes you happy. It's a slap for me. It's a slap in the face. Well, to myself, because I used to say, when I had this amount of money in my account, mm-hmm. I'm going to be good. I have that amount of money. I am so unhappy. I'm like, what could be wrong with you? You have everything. You can have anything you want, any per- like any person, anything I desire. But you think you can have everything you want until there's someone you just oh. cannot have. I lost access. Yeah, you know, I cannot have everyone. I can not have the person that I, if I, I just want to hug you, you know? But it makes me love the people that I love right in here in the flesh so much more. And uh, like, babe, that could be the what, I, what I'm learning. That's what I'm learning. There you go. There's one little gift right there. That's my gift. Love while, love while you can. You'll have maybe lots of those even little gifts or whatever it is along the way, you know, Mm -hmm. but right now, and you're saying, just be here. That's, that's it. Just be, be present. (laughs) It's really hard as a human to be present. Even without grief, it's hard to be present. Yeah. That's why I stay without it. So this on top, what stage do you think you're in? Um, what are they? I'm right. I'm not in denial anymore. I was in denial. Oh, was I in denial? Denial. Let me look them up. Anger, bargaining. Yeah. Would I be bargaining based off what I just said? You know what bargaining is? Like, I will give up my career to have him back. Yeah, I think that's why I was just speaking. Okay, about. here it is. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Those are the five stages. I think I'm at bargaining and depression. I think... I low-key think I flipped yeah. mm-hmm. I think I did mm-hmm. depression first because I'm out of that. I'm, I haven't accepted it, but I'm at the bargaining. Like, okay, like I would, I would have done this. Like I would have, would I, do I want this career? Well, I don't have a choice now. You know, I talk to myself. I, I would think I'm going crazy mm-hmm. in this house by myself, you know, because I literally say this type of stuff out loud. Like, give them back. Like, if right. I just give them back, then I don't, I don't need to, this life or... Do I need this life? And it's like, you don't even have a choice, Jonica. I think I'm crazy because I answer my own questions. It's like, I'm like, bitch, have you been smoking for a long time? It's like weed. I don't know. Like, have a glass of wine. Don't have a glass of wine. Drink water. Go for a walk. I'm like, I'm fucked up. So I think we all are. Yeah, yeah I, think, I right. think it's the condition of every human. It's just fucked up. 
If they say they're not, they're the most fucked up. <laughs> That's why I feel so sorry for like the kids and the social uh-huh. media. I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, but it's like uh, the kids, it's like they think that everyone's not mm-hmm. fucked up. And little do they know everybody's so fucked oh my up. God. If you knew that, someone asked me if I can go tell some kids something, what would I say? I would say, mm-hmm. keep going. It gets better. It have no choice but to get, if you think this is the worst, it gets, there's something on the other side of, of right. middle school because that's how young mm-hmm. they're starting now to, to, to think life is over. So it's something on the other side. Of Not that. only does it get better, we get better at it. Right. At that's it. That's right. We get better at it. Yeah. I like that. We're, we're, you have no choice. Yeah. We're growing. We're learning. We have to learn. Because life is go. relentless, right? It just you know? keeps on coming. Right. That's right. It mm-hmm. never stops. But we do, we do get better at it. You know? And that in the mm-hmm. social media with all the smoke and mirrors and, Ugh. you know, face tuning and auto-tuning the body. And not only do they think that people don't have problems, they think people look like fucking um, avatars. Yeah. Avatar. I know. It's so true. And I don't even want to look like an avatar. I'm like, look, this is what, that's not beauty. You are beauty. That's whatever you look like in the mirror, that's beauty for you, you know? And we got so far away from that. So that's why I'm like, I I would love to just, I would probably get kicked out of a fucking high school assembly because if I was to go to one, I would say, we're all fucked (laughs) up. (laughs) And I'll just drop the mic. <laughs> that's my speech. Like, no. But that's really, they don't, I think that everyone is, think that everyone's so perfect. Yeah. And we're so far from it, know. you know? I just think about, you know, us raising our kids. And I think about social media and, like, going through high school and all of that. Having that part of mm-hmm. it, as hard as it is anyways, you know? Growing up as a teenager. And I'm just like... She's not, she's never having a phone. <laughs> That's all there is to it. No, it's not I'm going to like put a tracker on her. So I'm going to always find her. But like, she's not going to have a phone to have social media. Do you want kids? How old she's is she now? She's going to be eight next month. She's going to be eight. She's definitely getting a phone. I'm sorry. Right? But I like to tell myself yeah, you're it's fine, not right? happening. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely. Because you're going to need her to one after a while. You're going to be like, why you didn't text me? I know. You don't have a phone. I know. I, gotta get you a phone. I yeah. know. But do you want kids? No, I definitely, I want one. Awesome. Yes, I want one. I just want a little cute thing that looks like you <laughs> running around. I get that. Yeah, though I do. I want one. I want to carry. I want my. Yeah. I want a baby. I want. Yeah. I do want that. Will it happen? I don't know. I met with this psychic like about eight years ago, and he told me I wasn't having kids, and I think it's stuck in my head. And I'm like, fuck, I hope I don't believe him. <laughs> but the stuff he told everybody else, they was all saying what he was saying was right for them. Like, he was bringing up old things. And they was like, how do he know that? So when he got to me, and that was one, he probably told me so much stuff that day. But that's the one thing I remember. And I'm like, right. I he wasn't right. And as I get older, I'm like, fuck it. No, like right. don't buy into it. Don't yeah. buy into it. There's I have a psychic tell me all yeah, kinds of crazy this. stuff. Like, I was going to be with this ex-boyfriend. It was my head-to-toe soulmate. We were going to have two girls. And I was like, that. okay, cool. We're, we're done here. That's yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> you know? That, that didn't happen? I have two boys. 
with a totally different man. To, <laughs> you should go back to her and say, yeah. Yeah, you're from. Refund. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Refund. Refund. Yeah, exactly. money back. Yeah, but you know. I was, you just said you want to meet my yeah. boy <laughs> with this man. Now what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, we're all in control of what we want. If you want to do that, you, you do it. You want to do it, you know? Yeah. I do. I do. And I and now I'm like, oh, Jonica, will you choose your career? Or can you, do I have to choose? You don't have to like, choose. I'm just, you know, I'm at, I'm, yeah, the age I'm at, now I'm 34. So I'm like, okay. I told myself, you know, I gave myself limits with things. It's just like, do I have to choose? You know, it's just, you just said that I'm at that tricky age of making the, a decision. How do you feel so, about egg freezing? We'll see. I think I'm, I think if I, if I get to about 36 and do I don't have Do it before because your yes. eggs are better now. Do it now. Yeah. Really? Your, eggs get, your eggs quality goes down every year. So if you are entertaining doing it by 36, you might as well do it now while your eggs are fresher. I don't know. Yeah, but like a bunch of our friends right now are trying to get pregnant. But they're like 42, 43. Yeah, but if uh-huh. they would have frozen their eggs at 34. And they'd be, yeah, they'd be pregnant right now. Because I was thinking about it at 36 because I know what's going to hinder me is the mm-hmm. is my career. Because I feel like I have to succeed now. Now that I, because of Chubb and I made a choice in the midst of that, I'm like, right. I have to go. I, I got to right. the top, you know, as far as I can go, you know. So will I stop and have a child right now? No. I get do that. I want, you know, I, these are just, Yeah. So it's like, when do I freeze the eggs? And she's saying 34. And I'm like, You huh. could do it now. Just freeze them and then it's out of your mind. Then you she get to play. I mean, she does have a point. And it's done. But then it's done. But then it's done and you can date whoever you want, work whatever you want. And no, like I got that on ice. Yeah. I got some eggs on ice. Yeah. I'm eggs on ice. <laughs> like, yeah. Jonica, this was the most like incredible conversation and so unexpected. And, like just yes. beyond enamored with you. And you're just... So amazing. I like, I feel, I don't know, like kindred spirit. Yeah. Just like talking with you just really made my day. You're incredible. Same. And I'm I love so, it. Like, I'm, gonna say, I'm so proud of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I am too. I feel proud. Thanks, mom. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks. yeah right. Thanks, mom. Like, but no, it's so cool. Everything that's going on and rap shit. I mean, it was so funny when I looked up rap shit initially. A while ago, because I was like, okay, I want to learn more about what it's in Wikipedia. It says rap shit, and in parentheses, it says pronounced rap shit. <laughs> so I was like, well, oh, I got Need that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, you know, because they have an exclamation for the I or whatever. Oh, that's but I thought that was so funny. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I got, I, I know what the, I know, I know what this. <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's an amazing show. We got second. Congratulations season. for sure on HBO Max. Oh wait, but you have a podcast. That's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, it's called Titties Out. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> we we need a better, like, I, I'm the one that's responsible for uploading them, so nothing's been uploaded in a while, <laughs> but I'm going to sit back down and upload. We have, like, two up. I have, like, four in the chamber to put up, but, um, yeah, it's called Titties Out. Me and my friend, Seiko Huffman, um, we were just coming up with names, and I said, what's funny is my character on Rap Shit, they call her Titties. <laughs> And I came up with this name before I even had the audition. There you go. Yeah, I, it's called In, In Divine Order, IDO for sure. And uh, that's just right on time. But I said titties out because I was like, women, you know, we, have, we wear bras. And the most 
average woman, not me. I'm a 34A. I don't wear bras. <laughs> but I'm sure when you take when you take your titty and your bra off, your titty yeah. feel free. So it's like for me, it's like titties out. Like I just want you to show yes. up, be free. This gave me titties <laughs> out vibes because you guys you just yeah. This is a titties <laughs> out conversation because it was just. It was just free. It just flowed. And that's that's kind of what I bring, what we bring to the table. That's amazing. Um, with, that's with amazing. Out. I love that. Yeah. And that means so much. That's like the first thing when you walk in the door. It's like, bra off. You know what cool. I mean? Like, throw, like, now we can get down and be comfortable and talk. Okay. Titties yep. out. Titties out. Titties out. Let them breathe. It's all nice. We're chilling. We're going places. <laughs> We're going <laughs> for sure. Well, we usually like end every conversation with a little game that so it's just a tiny of. game. Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. Or, or Mary Berry One Night Stand, whatever you're more comfortable with. Hmm, Mary Berry One Night Stand. Let me see the name, <laughs> but then I'll see. Well, hmm. We have we have some. I don't know. I almost feel like we should let you pick them. <laughs> we can't. Wait, we, oh, need, okay. we need a minute on it because the truth is we had Ice Cube, Eminem in common. We did all rappers because of rap shit. But now we're thinking, <laughs> yeah, do we want to mix it up? Like, you know what I mean? The ladies in the Ice party. Cube, Eminem in common. Let's do one with the guys okay. and one with the okay. ladies. I like it. I didn't see. I knew you were going to come with it. <laughs> best of, yeah. I'm like, let's get, let's, let's get okay. best of both worlds. So you got, you say, Ice Cube, Common, and who else? Eminem? I'm fucking Eminem. Because <laughs> he just, he's so he swaggy. Is. He's just so swaggy. I'm going to kill Ice Cube. I'm sorry. He's just too, I'm going okay. to kill Ice Cube. But I'm going to marry Common because he's so conscious and I feel like he's going to help me like eat fruits and vegetables and shit. You know, like, take my vitamins. Yep. Yeah, he's going to help me take perfect. my vitamins. Well played. Okay. Yeah. So now. Um, okay. Here? Ladies, ladies, ladies. Do we want to stick to like the same theme? But we'll go female? Rappers? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's on theme, right? Yeah, let's do it. Rap shit. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Okay. Let's do. Cardi B. Mm. Let's do Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. <laughs> Missy Elliott. Okay. And Eve. Awesome. Eve. Oh. So, Mary, Barry, and what else? One, One night, night stand. stand. I'm marrying Eve <laughs> off the rip. Yeah, I'm marrying Eve because she's so fine. And then Cardi fine too. Oh, so let's get tough. So. Listen, the sad thing is, I'm not fucking Missy Elliott yeah. flat out. I got to I got to I got to <laughs> bury her. Let me let me tell you something. Let me break this down. I want to bury Missy Elliott and and have a one night stand with Cardi B, but the reason I can't say that is because I got a crush on Cardi B's sister Hennessy, so I can't have a one night stand oh. with Cardi. Oh. And I want to oh. So I guess I got to I got to have a one night stand with Missy Elliott. Oh fuck. And then I got a very card. I think that's what you have to but do. But only for that, yeah. I have to, just just so Hennessy won't meet me and be like, oh, so you had a one-night stand with Cardi, <laughs> you know? That's strategic. I got to think about the I future like with this. Yeah, that's strategic. Really, that's right. Yeah. And like, I respect I, that. Mm-hmm. I respect how you really thought it through and you did what works best. Yes. And 
if I if I marry Missy Elliott, then we can start our, our group car ROJ and come out with <laughs> eggs on ice. Cause she's gonna fight <laughs> <Yeah>. us ahead. <laughs> That's right. It's all working out. It's it all is. coming up, Jonica. See? I, I thought about I took one for the team. Yeah. I took one for the team. That's right. Manifesting. That's all we're doing here. Manifesting. <laughs> oh, this has been this so has much been fun. Amazing. Thank you for taking time. You on guys your are Sunday, amazing. Uh, to talk to us. Yes. Thank you, you so much. So much. Thank you. And so much love to you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. With everything. like rob <laughs> if i could be like rob i want to be i want to be like rob <laughs> um wait first before we get into this i mean jonica she was so rad but we have this huge box sitting on the couch next to between olivia and rob it was just olivia's birthday it was yeah. olivia's birthday so and her, she's and her husband ruined her birthday he did he, he did got he got covid yeah, and ruined How my rude. birthday. We were going to have a game night. Yeah. We were going to play games. There was and... a spatchcock chicken involved. Oh, shit. <laughs> there was a spatchcock chicken and Baroni's pizza. Oh, I fucking love Baroni's. We got Baroni's pizza anyways. Yeah, I know. You sent me a picture of it being delivered to your house. That was just mean. That yeah. was cruel. That was not nice. You can hear my stomach. Can Grumbling? you hear my stomach growling? No. So, Rob, I'm going to open the present. That's a very large box. Did you wrap it or did, did. Natalie? You did. You wrapped me a present. You did actually a really, really excellent wrapping job. I, I wouldn't like expect to wrap. anything less from him. I can see that about him. you. Yeah, I can you see know? that. I'm a terrible wrapper. Mine are always like a kid. looks like a kid wrapped it. But, of course, Rob's are perfectly yeah. wrapped. What is it? Oh, what is this? I can't see. It's, I see something with matcha. What? I see something with matcha. There's a theme going in. Rip my, it. Jeez, what are you happening? doing? Rachel, try and rip it. This paper doesn't rip. It's like real quality paper. <laughs> of only course, Rob. only Rob would have bougie wrapping paper. <laughs> it's like it's unbreakable, so you can reuse it. Oh, my God. It. What did she... What is it? What is I don't it? Know. <gasps> what? A matcha maker. <gasps> oh my fucking God. I'm really excited. Rob is hey. the best. He's the best gift giver. So it's it's Kuzan Matcha. You literally just changed my life. Yeah, that thing is great. You put whole leaves in the top. Not, okay. not you normally they just you sell have the, the powder. powder. Yeah. You've got to get the leaves from them. It's hard to get leaves. You um, just but you it's just... it's fresher. <laughs> Because you put the leaves in the top and then it grinds them up and mists them into water and whisks it. Oh, oh good my God. Can you is. point it to me so I can see it, please? That is one fancy, handsome. Hey, I really appreciate that a lot. That's an amazing gift. And Jeff is going to appreciate it even as oh, much. He's going to be so stoked. He's going to be so stoked. Thank you. Happy birthday. Oh Thank my God, you, Rob. Rob! I did my unwrapping on the show too, didn't I? Because yeah, you he's... got the you oh, got yeah. the pour over oh, thing. Oh yeah, and the... oh yeah. You're a really incredible gift giver. He likes to keep us caffeinated as I yawn. That is amazing. 
Do you understand how happy this makes that me? Makes because me there's happy. so many times like, like I just want a matcha. Well, yeah, you live clients. in the middle of nowhere, so too. I really can't get, don't. Can't get matcha. I actually had a great matcha by oh, where yes. I live recently. Yes. It was really good. She shared this with me. Um, and I forget what it's called, but they make donuts and matcha. Anyways, there's so many times in between clients or meetings or whatever, and we are not doing an ad for this. This is the truth. Where I want a matcha, but don't want to run out and get it. Or yeah, but you're not doing any kind of ad because matcha is matcha. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it sounded like I was trying to sell something. You're always trying to sell something. D u z e n matcha. I'm usually trying to sell my sex appeal. <laughs> I can't wait to try that too when I come over. Speaking of which, I know I haven't been since you moved in. I moved fucking home. Okay. And she has not been to my house yet. No. She lives very far. I haven't been there either. You guys are... I come... How, ma- how many times a week do I come well, to you? Because you I, have to. And I think we were trying to come Friday, but for some reason we couldn't. Just I don't think it was our COVID. fault. <laughs> and You're right. then Elliot's party, Briar, was sick, so we didn't... We couldn't come. Oh, yes. And Vincent was not sleeping well that day. You guys... You it know was, what, Rob? It's a hike. You made up for it with the matcha machine. Well, you haven't gotten my gift yet. You're not going to be as excited. I got excited. one of your gifts. Yeah, but you're not going to be as excited as that matcha machine. No, I think he nailed it. Guess what Jeff got me? Oh, these are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> a pair of socks. He got me nothing. He got COVID. <laughs> he got you COVID, yeah. He got me COVID. I love him. He he tries. Listen, he's always like, what can I get you? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, what do you want? And you would rather Some just, people are bad at gifts. Yeah. You'd rather um, just buy what you want. Yeah. Is talk. that wrong of me? No. I, I love giving gifts. I think I'm a good gift giver as well. Rob takes it to a whole other level. Yeah, he does. It's fine. Okay. Competition. What did what did I get Rob for his birthday? A fidget spinner. Pop it, fidget spinner. How would you take this? My mom got me Latisse. Wait, like the eyelash grower? Yeah. Is that like a prescription where you she paint on... She got a prescription. On- <laughs> was she trying to say something about your eyelashes too? I'm sort of wondering. <laughs> that, oh, that is so your mom. She got you. She got me a Weight Watcher subscription. <laughs> she did, huh? No. I could see her doing that. Me too. She'd be like, it's great. Yeah, no. And you just count your calories. and. Um, oh my God. I, why do I love that so much? Well, she said I mentioned that I wanted it, which. Did you want it? Like in 2011 when it was all the rage? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Huh. Do I do it? Have I you ever like, done I it? I feel like Veronique did it. Ask her. I don't know. I've never done it. No. Well, everybody gets those like eyelash extensions now, which that, I'm not into. Can I just tell you? Yeah, please do. It's so obvious to me. And like when people have them on, let's say TV. Okay. So Bachelor in Paradise, like there's this one chick that like has very long extensions on her eyes and like... I can't see or look at anything else. It's so distracting. Yeah, I've seen it only a couple times on people th- where it looks good. And I'm like, oh, that looks really pretty. Like a natural. No, you yeah. know what I've seen that looks pretty? There's something you can do where it like, it, it just like, it's almost like a um, an eyelash curler that makes your, it makes your eyelashes like, what's the word I'm looking for? Long frill. No, there's not. They're not extensions. It's just some kind of treatment that. Is it Latisse? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what no. I, I did. Mine. Mine they, are they look extended. Good. You they, did Litsies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can tell. What happens if you put Latisse in the wrong place? Do you think like, any like hair where? grows? <laughs> <laughs> like where? I don't know. I'm just saying. You're trying to grow out your I know. pubic hair? Yeah, what are you trying to grow no, out? No, it's the opposite. But like, what if you accidentally like missed? Would you just grow hair? Anyway. Like above my whatever. upper lip or something? Yeah. What was your question before? What do you think about guys getting eyelash extensions? Excuse me? Doing their eyebrows or dyeing their eyelashes. No, that's just all around a no. You mean guys in general or like straight men who are dating women? Straight men that are dating women. I mean, personally, that's a big turnoff for me. I can't speak to everybody's taste. Guess who dyed their eyelashes? <laughs> Jeff. No, <laughs> he has really pretty eyes. Though. Who? My brother. Excuse the one in jail? Yes. The one that looks like a cholo. He's super buff, like gangster Wait, what do you looking. mean? Well, are his eyelashes super blonde? No. <laughs> sure aren't. One of his best friends came through with dyed eyelashes and he looked really we're, good. We're talking eyelashes, not eyelashes. brows, right? Eyelashes. Like, eyelashes. His, his, wait, the his, fact I don't that your think... brother yes. that went like in jail? No. <laughs> no. He he was out of jail. Him and his his buddy that is also looks like him. Yeah, very tough. Very pre, tough. Pre-jail? Pre-jail. Or just like in pre-jail. Be- in, in between, between jails. jails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he came over and he was like, yo, I got my eyelashes tinted. He was like taking me to get my eyelashes dyed. And okay. I was like, are you serious? And he went and did it because, you know, they do... The gym and the thing and the thing. I didn't know eyelashes could be different colors. What? What? Well, th- everyone's Have you like ever seen like black. a really blonde person? No, they're not. Oh, wait. Briar School's calling. Hold on. I have Uh-oh. to answer this. Sorry. Hello? Hey. Hi. Oh, God. I always get so scared when I see your number. <laughs> I know. Um, so Briar was running around and we dead and she caught sort of bumped into somebody else with their, with their head. Oh, God. So, she, yeah, kind of right below her eye. So there is, a, you know, a little bit of swelling. Um, she's got some ice on her knee roots a little bit, but she seems okay now, you know. She was crying and, yeah. yeah. Aw, but she's okay. Yeah, she's okay. She's going to see it through. Um, all right, well, if anything changes or if she's like, you know, just call me and I'll come get her. All right. Well, thanks for letting me know. And yeah, if anything changes, let me know. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. Aww. They always, they always do what? The school, school always calls if like anything, you know, usually yeah. a head injury or whatever. And I guess usually is it happen <laughs> often? Well, I've gotten a couple calls about her hitting her head on things at school. But right now, her face, I guess, collided yeah, with heard. a kid's head. You heard the whole thing? Yeah. But I never know. In those situations, I just want to, like, run and get her. It's so hard. She's fine. Yeah, she'll be okay. She's fine, right? Yeah. She's fine She bumped now. her head. Yeah. She's, no, she, I mean, has, she's going to have a black eye, maybe, he said. She'll be fine. As long as she's not doing weird shit that demonstrates a concussion, she's fine. And they look for that and they know. They take yeah. it extra serious. I know. 
You can't do anything for her right now. I like that they always preface, like, it's not an emergency. That's how they start. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but what happened? (laughs) Ugh, I hate that. Okay. She's fine. She is fine. Here's my anxiety rearing its ugly head. (laughs) My OCD anxiety. She's 100% fine. You know, I feel so bad. She hurt her head. Things always happen at school. Her first beast and only beasting was in kindergarten, and she was crying for so long. It's so hard to not be able to just. Ugh. Okay. She's fine. Anyway. How far away is she? Half hour. Yeah, she'll be done by then. Well, she's back in class now. Yeah, she's fine. She doesn't want you to pick her up. She wants to play with her friends and see the day out. So much. No. I don't think so. I think she really. Oh, my poor little kid. Okay. Eyelashes. (laughs) Really blonde people have light, can have light eyelashes. I guess I've seen that. Yeah. So like you have dark eyelashes, right? But if you got your eyelashes dyed, no one would notice it. They wouldn't be like... I wish Jonica was here to comment on this because I feel like... (laughs) I feel like she could. (laughs) There's certain people with like light eyes, like your eyes would pop like crazy. So let's do it. Like Leah, when she puts really dark mascara on, her eyes really pop. Exactly. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So let us know how Latisse goes. Well, I'm scared to do it kind of. Because I'm like, why do you need a prescription? Hmm. You know what I mean? What does Jeff say about it? I haven't told him. I was going to yeah, say, the, I don't You live with a doctor. I think you can... And I don't think he'll like it. You don't think he'll like my eyelashes long? No, you putting that on you. I know. Mm-hmm. Because it's like a chemical, right? I don't, I don't know what I it is. I don't even know what it is either. A steroid. Put it on him while he's sleeping. <laughs> See if hair grows somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it funny? Just like around his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so funny? Okay, I have that ready. Um, any... Takeaways from today? A lot of takeaways, you. She's fucking awesome. Yeah. I feel proud of her. I, I feel like too. she has been through it. She has been through it. And it was a really nice conversation to just be so open and, you know, share that, everything she shared. Yeah. She's funny and deep and like yeah. all the things. All the things that and I love in a person. What, Rob? Rob, what? Just the, Rob? All, the, all the things phrase from you guys. We say what? all the things a lot? You guys say all the things a lot. We do. Yeah, all the things. Well, well because it's all the things. Yeah, it's all, all the things. all the things. We don't want some of the things. We want all of them. Exactly. Yeah. And all I can think about is Briar's going to have a black eye when I pick her up. <laughs> all I can think about is our, our roast the beef sandwich. sandwiches. What kind of sandwiches did we get? We got, like... A true, like, Italian every cold cut you could think of. Yes. And we got a ham and honey walnut situation. Mm-hmm. I know. Walnuts in the sandwich? No, it's like a... Um, a paste? Oh, okay. You know, like a chutney of walnuts, let's call it. Let's call it that. <laughs> Can we call it that? Let's chut it up. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm hungry. We should start a sandwich shop called All the Things. I feel like we could do better. I feel like we could come up with a much punnier name. The sandwich shop for people who really like sandwiches. Shop. 
<laughs> Tell me you wouldn't try that. If you saw that, I'd be like, I have to go to that fucking sandwich shop. It's for people who really like sandwiches. Do you agree, Rob? Because he's hard to impress. No, I would not either. <laughs> you, if you saw. Well, it depends. More than just the name. Postmates. Or DoorDash, sorry. Depends on the photos of the food. If it looked like a really good sandwich and it was like the sandwich shop for people who really like sandwiches shop. <laughs> what is what what tagline is that ripping off? It's like a men's warehouse tagline or no. No. You've come up with that before for well, some Because that's else. what Jeff and I do. Oh, is yeah. When we were gonna <gasps> we wanted to start a center and we said it'll be the center for people who want to feel real good center. <laughs> it's I think it's like a zoolanderish thing. Remember when he's like does the little miniature thing of the school and he's like the the, yeah, the school for people who are going to get real smart school. <laughs> We moved up to 12.52 on we, our lunch we order. six minutes to shove that shit down our throat. Seven. Seven. You can also be a few Eight. minutes late. You can be a few minutes late. Not that late. I know, a few minutes, so. I'm worried about my kid. Are you serious? Yeah. She's okay. What, what are you going to be able to do for her right now? Well, I don't know. She's fine. What would Are you, you really do? worried I mean, what, about her? You want to take her well, home? Well, I just think about her and like went to the office in the ice and she was crying because of her little eye. But yeah. if you were to show up there, she's never going to learn how to deal with No, I'm just life. venting. I'm not going to get her. I know, but I just want to make sure she's okay. She's okay. Let's punch Rob right under the eye and see how <laughs> he does. We'll watch it and see where she's uh, at. Okay. Guys. But she got in a fight. Yeah. Rachel wants to go. She's like, okay, guys. Okay, bye. I just feel bad. Our little parts of our souls outside of our body on their own. <laughs> this is a public service announcement. <laughs> Shit gets real. Yeah, it does. It's hard. Okay, moving on. You were talking about your heavy flow. <laughs> Even flow. It's actually not that heavy, but I will say period underwears are game changers. We've talked about this. Underwears. <laughs> and I have like the G-strings on now because I'm like, oh, it's super light. Like I'm just going to wear the thong period underwear. But then in going to pee, I'm like. I don't I, under, how does period underwear work? It's like the underwear material actually it like absorbs, right? Like a sponge? Yeah, like a pad, but like it's not as thick. It's just different material. I don't but know. I don't know where it goes. And then you just like wring it out after. You wash it after. I don't. And I then mean, it goes in your washing machine. Yeah, yeah, Rob. You wash it out in the sink, and then you put it in the washer. That sounds like she does not wash it out in the sink. Not always. Oh, you don't. But I don't bleed as heavy as you. Oh, I wash it out in the sink. Yeah, I'm not like you know murder scene. I'm... That seems like that would ruin a lot of pants too. What? But it doesn't, it doesn't go, go through, through the pants. That's the thing. They're it's magic. Really it's crazy. like a magic underwear. We should get Natalie some. Would Natalie wear period underwear? Yeah. We're she, gonna get... she, she has the cup thing. Oh, she does the cup? I've never done the cup. I don't know that that would work for me. Does she like it? I mean, she. I think it's an environmental thing. Yeah, partially. So are the period underwear. Yeah. Because you I wonder just if wash she would be down and... for them. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I, ask I wasn't down until you made me put them I, on. I, you know, my biggest pet peeve in life is full butt underwear. Hate it. Hate wearing them. We've discussed this. I know. And 
the period underwear is such a game changer. Like I will find ways to wear, I have to wear certain clothes though. Cause if I have an underwear line showing in like on my pants or something, I won't go leave the house. Like it's just like- an, Everyone's noticing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal for me. I don't know. It's some weird hang up of mine. No, it's a hang up of many masses of women. Yeah, like if you see a woman's see like people... underwear line, do you think, hmm? Yeah. Well, you know what I think even more peculiar than just a underwear line is when people are wearing athletic clothes, like stretch pants with underwear. I'm oh, like, no. how could you even think to do that? Like, I feel like with every step I take, if I know an underwear line could be showing, I am so hyper aware and uncomfortable. Who do you think is noticing that? Everybody. No one doesn't, Tom. What about young girls, though? I'm Here's no, a I question. Don't... So, like, what about Briar, right? Like, when she gets to age 13, 14, and she's wearing, if she wants to wear, like, tight pants, are you going to let her wear a small, you know? I will say I do notice, even now, her do, underwear with like, her Look wearing. at this stupid kid in their <laughs> underwear line. <laughs> So you think down? You think down on her because you Briar's can see her always underwear? like, "Mommy wears underwear that are no underwear." <laughs> She's always like, "Your underwear go up your butt." <laughs> the underwear for people who don't like to wear underwear. Wear underwear. underwear. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's very curious. She doesn't understand, you know, because it looks so different from hers. So she's like, what? It, and I, there's no good way to like have the talk of like why, but it is more comfortable for me. But like, I mean, I say that, but. You know, it's what, very confusing. Why, but why can't butt. <laughs> why can't you just say you don't like your underwear line to show? Because you think then she's going to well, be she's like, she's going to think about got her got underline. Got it, got you it. don't want to do that, right? right? I just say it's more comfortable for mommy. So someone texted me, and I think that it goes along with our thing. Someone texted me, "Fuck Mary, kill power, money, fame." What? Yeah, power, money, fame. Mm-hmm. But like, that's just like a personal thing for you to answer. She asked all her friends, Willa, my little Willa. Yeah. She texts me, fuck, Mary kill, power, money, fame. Oh, you're going to fuck, Mary kill, power, money, or fame. Yeah. What's your guys's order? I would marry money. Me too. Because I don't care so much about power. Or I would fame. kill fame 100%. I'd fuck it. I'd, yeah. I would or fuck no, power. I would fuck power. I would yeah, fuck power. I'd fuck power. I don't have an intrigue with power for some reason. No, but like you don't need to like, you'd rather like fuck fame? Well, because fucking fame is like one night. Yeah, well, but you... no. It's a one night stand. Mary Berry one night stand. Oh, sorry. Because we'd say two different ones and my brain just went. Or confused. fuck Mary Hill. You're going to fuck, I see. You're going to have a one night stand with fame. Yeah. Which means you like do a little TV show and then you're done. Yeah. Just so they go rendezvous. Or you're going to fuck someone super famous. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> to me, the only point of fame is to get to the money part. But it's also so you, like... So you've already got... You're married you're, to the money. You're so already married fun. to the money, so you're just going to have... So who cares about the fame Power part? scares me, I think, a little bit more than fame. I mean, I can have a one-night stand with it. Okay, Like so you, yeah, you are directing fun. your own movie. Like, It'd that's be fucked power. up if you're like, oh, I'm going to marry power. Yeah, I'm gonna marry power. I don't care if I'm poor as long as I well, have power. Other people marry Willow was saying, like, some people are like, marry power, fuck money. And like, I'm like, no, I like money. For the better. only reason for marrying money is for the security of it. Oh, see, for me, it's the freedom, which is security. Yeah. What about you, Rachel? 
I said. What are your thoughts on that? You made a look. I just about marrying money. Oh no, she's like, well, I could. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, guys. Rob, do you feel complete? Do I feel complete for what? Do you feel complete? Like, like you're done here, or would you like oh, to share something? Twelve fifty-three. Oh no, this is not okay. This is like sandwich roulette. It is like Sam. Oh, they're back. They're back. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.